There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. As soon as you touch someone, you can feel what they're about. You know, you can feel their mood. You can feel that. Yeah. I just try and keep it light. And it's just about caring for someone. It's just about um, kind of trying to protect them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had numerous people, like, burst into tears just because of life, right? And I'm like, just get it out. I can fix it. It's not a problem. Hello and welcome back. Today I'm joined by the makeup artist and author Wendy Rowe to talk about how ambition rocketed her to the top, how dreaming big should come without caveats, grief and how losing her parents affected her and she shares a fair few beauty tips she's learned over the years including the one Sienna Miller taught her. I'm delighted to say that this episode is sponsored by Max Factor, a brand that's been committed to creating makeup to help women enhance their features and enjoy painting their faces since 1909. The products are easy to navigate and offer fast results. New to the range is their Miracle Second Skin Foundation. Think skincare meets makeup, formulated for dry skin and enriched with coconut milk and pre and probiotics. They're also currently celebrating 21 years of their iconic Lipfinity range, which is a new discovery for me. Basically, it's a two coat system. The first, a long lasting sweep of colour. The second, a balm to hydrate and add sheen. I'm going to talk you through some of my favourites and some newbies halfway through the episode, but the final product I wanted to mention before Wendy joins is their false lash effect mascara, which I think a fair few guests on this podcast have mentioned in their episodes as being a fan favourite and which I've been using recently for super long and fluttery lashes. I'll tell you more later in the episode. Here's Wendy. Wendy Rowe, hello. Hello. So you grew up in Waltham Abbey? Yes. What kind of child were you and what was your childhood like? I was very hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd done a lot of sport. Um, and um, I was not like my parents, would I say. As in, I had big aspirations, big dreams. Mm-hmm. Um my parents were quite um, normal people. My dad was a structural engineer and my mum worked in a shoe shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was very crafty, yeah, as in not crafty, sly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she used to, like, make all our clothes, mm-hmm. knit loads of things, you know, cook and stuff like that. So my mum was quite arty and that, only because she had to be, just to save money. Mm-hmm. And my dad was very... Um, structured <laughs> and doing things the proper way you know uh because he was a structured engineer so if you were a bit of a dreamer were you someone who thought at school oh i'm just going to bust out of here and do something with my life i mean i always thought i'd work around famous people which is so weird i mean i was very in awe of the tv i loved the tv um i 
it was kind of a little bit of a, a dream thing. I loved America. I loved anything to do with America. Um, you know, I thought that they used to have, like, Coca-Cola all the time because we weren't allowed that. And that was kind of... Uh, um, that was, that like, special. Mm-hmm. And it was always sunny. And, uh, you know, like, films like Freaky Friday, I love, with Jodie Foster, because she was kind of a, a tomboy, which I was a bit of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else and, were you watching? Did you watch like Sweet Valley High and things like that? Or were you reading? No, um, it was. I remember a lot of Elvis Presley films because he died, and uh, <laughs> and they put loads of on. It's Technicolor, and it was all like dancing, and you know, and a bit of a love story. Were you into Elvis? I kind of was mm. then because it was bombarded, but. Um, I mean, that was only because he died. Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't before. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like dressing up. I used to dress up in the sh- like, and go out in the street mm-hmm. in, like, an Indian, like, um, a native Indian look with a wig on. Yeah. I might used to make my mum pin everything in so you couldn't see my hair. Uh, but I'd have a cap gun because, obviously, I needed all these other things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I always... I liked dressing up and I liked, you know, having wigs and all this stuff. And um, I used to pretend I was American sometimes, you know. Uh, Too theatrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was makeup part of all of that for you? Not really. <laughs> Not really. I had a girl's world, mm-hmm. um, which obviously um, was uh, a kind of head that you made, like, uh, do different hairstyles and makeup. Of course, you can never make it look like the box because it was really hard, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of annoying. Um I was into Mary Quant Daisy, which was an alternative to Cindy for the UK. So um, I was always into that. Um, um, I had a um, I had a coffee shop or not a tea shop in my back shed mm-hmm. that I used to make my friends come and pay for cups of tea and broken biscuits that I'd get from the uh, <laughs> from the bakers and send right. them to them. Yeah, I was quite entrepreneurial. <laughs> so were people quite encouraging? Because sometimes when you're young and you, you know, it sounds like you were theatrical, like I said, you were a dreamer, you're watching these films and you're kind of dressing up and playing parts and just enjoying yeah. that. Those are sometimes the children that in the past people would go... It's all well and good, but knuckle down to your studies. Get on with your maths. Yeah, it would be a lot of... I've been a lot of the time told to calm down. Right. Yeah. Um, And then I would do things wrong, but I didn't know really what I'd done wrong. Um, But I was quite hyperactive. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't interested in eating. I was interested in playing out. Mm -hmm. And that was really about it. I'm dyslexic. So um, my... My um, my parents didn't realise that I couldn't read until I was about seven very well. And my dad went mad because, obviously, he he was working in the teaching profession as well. And um, But I just memorised everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was upset because I thought I'd done something wrong. But I just didn't know. I just, you know, I wasn't interested in it. And it was... And I was exposed because I had to do a test basically and um but I was good at art and sport and stuff so you know but I wasn't great academically in your teenage years what did you think you'd end up doing Hmm. oh you know what I didn't really know I mean you know uh a lot of people from the doll then Mm. um I don't know um 
I don't think I really had a clue. I remember going to see it like a, a careers officer and they were like, you could work in a graphic studio. When I thought that was a TV studio, so that seemed really interesting because um, it's kind of where I wanted to be. You could be a diamond grader and I thought, mm, I wouldn't mind doing that. That would be good. I was always interested in the kind of... Um, kind of the body's workings and stuff like that, like biology. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really know. So I opted to do studio graphics, mm. YTS training scheme. You had £27.50 a week. And then I forged my um, <laughs> my card, my travel card. Um, so I could go under 16 for ages. Um, yeah, and I'd done that, and um, I'd done graphics. Mm-hmm. That's what I ended up doing, only because I thought it was a TV studio. So, I didn't realise a studio was a... You could have a creative studio. So you were drawn to the sort of glitter and glamour, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you were a teenager, were you quite into the pop culture? I'm thinking, like, of oh, totally. Wham and things like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Wham was a bit baby for me. Right. Um, I like Blondie. Um, I had an older sister as well, so I suppose that was really, you know, for me, she was into Blondie, so I was into Blondie, so I was into Hazel O'Connor, you know. um, But then it would be a mix with kind of like uh, Bob Marley and there there was a whole scar thing happening at the time and also my sister was a mod and punks had just finished, mm-hmm. but rude boys were kind of hitting. But I wasn't quite old enough to be doing that. Mm-hmm. When I was at school, it's modern romantics. So it was the Human League. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, Human League I was into. I have an older sister too, so all yeah. my references yeah, were like that yeah. as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wham was a yeah. bit, I liked them, but mm-hmm. it was they were a little bit you know, whatever. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, and I and I suppose I liked people like Whitney Houston and stuff like mm. that because they were kind of more dancey. Mm-hmm. But I did like Wham, but I do remember, you know, I liked Boy George and stuff like that. I remember my mum and dad, when Top of the Pots was on TV, mm. they was like, is that a boy or a girl? And I was a bit like, oh, I, mean, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I thought... I think it's a girl. Yeah. You know, ridiculous, yeah, you know, ridiculous, yeah. you know. And Blondie getting on top of the pops and she had a, she wore a dustbin bag mm. and stripy tights and I thought it was so cool. Uh, Blondie you know I mean? is yeah. still to me, like every image I see of her, yeah. I'm like, you're so cool. I'm just amazing, yeah. She's incredible. But then there was people like M- Michael Jackson and Madonna, mm. you know, and Michael Jackson I grew up with and, and I loved him as, you know, I loved his music and his style. And then Madonna, as I got older, that kind of came in for me. I don't think people talk enough about Michael Jackson's style because I was really influenced by it too. And like all of the kind of, you know, that kind of really like the feeling, you know, when he did bad and he looked yes! bad. Oh like, my God. Like, oh. And I remember like that video where he'd like walk at the camera and he's wearing like what those leather trousers with rings on them. And yeah, things. And yeah. I was like, I just want to look like that. Well, you know what? The yeah. only place you could kind of get stuff like that was down um, Kensington Market. Yeah. But, I mean, I had a box jacket, because <laughs> that was a look in yeah. the 80s. Uh, it was burgundy, because that was the colour that everyone was wearing. Mm. And I cut the bottom off, because my mum could sew. Yeah. But and obviously I thought I could sew, but I didn't, never wanted to look at I didn't want to do patterns or anything like that. I just, you know, just wanted to go for it. Mm. And I sewed, so, like, 
um, elastic around the back. I put a zip in the front. I cut the sleeves off. I weaved it because I was desperately trying to create that bad. It was a biker jacket. You know, nothing like a biker jacket. But, you know, I mean, I went out in it. I still sometimes dress up and think, oh, I'm doing a really Michael Jackson event today. Yeah. <laughs> quite yeah. cool when I do it. Um, so at that point, if you were going to paint your picture, I've got your outfit in my head now. <laughs> what was your hair? What was your makeup like? And were you someone who had any battles in like you know being 16 in your body and stuff like that um well i was quite skinny because i used to do a lot of sport um i was probably about as tall as i am now when i was about 15 14 15 i'm five three okay. uh, push. Uh, and um uh yeah no i had spots i had acne on my forehead and my back which was not a good look when mm. everyone was doing the v-backs i hated that mm. and i know why i had spots on my forehead because i had a fringe and it was and it got greasy and my hair's quite like straight mm. and fine i was gonna say thin i've made it a little bit nicer um but it would just get greasy you know um and i would get spots on my forehead so um other than that but did that affect your confidence? Because you, yeah, you I mean, matter of fact about it. Yeah, I mean, the back thing was that, yeah. the back acne. How did you get rid of that? You know what? I had a boyfriend, this is later on in life, mm. that um, had spots. And I met him at college because I went to London College uh, Printing. And he was like, right, you need to take um, vitamin C time release. And I was like, right. He was like, put a pseudo cream on it. And uh, anyway, it completely cleared up. Oh, great, okay. But I do think it was an adolescent thing as well. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you have hormonal Yeah, and also you need to keep, when them things are happening, the skin, you need to keep it really clean. Mm. And it's hard when it's your back. Do you know what I mean? You're overproducing all because you're kind of... Yeah, it's a really hard yeah. one. And also it's underclothes the whole time. So it's not yeah. really breathing in the right way. Yeah. And it's yeah. a really tricky one. And it can make you feel really self-conscious because it yeah. feels hidden. But so yeah. you know it's, it's not exposed. Oh, there's yeah. V-neck, V-back for yeah. you. Oh, no. Oh, awful. Yeah. And so what was your... Were you wearing makeup at that time? Um... No, I didn't. I, 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 you know what? I will make up later in life. I used to work in hairdressers on a weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I didn't really wear that much makeup. I wore makeup more when I was at college. Okay. Um, I did do lots of different hairstyles when I was younger. Um, I used to um, streak everybody's hair with a streaking cap because I thought I knew it all. With blonde section? Yeah, yeah, because everyone would have the same blonde. Didn't matter how what colour your hair was, everyone's having the same blonde. Um, yeah, so um, I'm, um, I had a demi-wave. My mum done me a demi-wave because my hair's really straight. Yeah. So I had a slight wave. My sister had a perm because that was all the fashion at the time. Um, so... And I had my hair. I had my hair in cornrow mm-hmm. when I was about twelve, with the beads on the end, like um, Bo Derek, because my friend could do that really well. Yeah. And I desperately, even though my hair's quite fine, I tried to keep it in for more than a week. You know what I mean? It was really hard. And also, everyone used to do that. I remember doing that in my childhood. Actually, yeah. everyone would plait their hair, wouldn't yeah. they? Like, into hundreds of plaits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it was like really happy with that. Yeah. And um, I had extensions mm. in at antenna. They were, like, made out of nylon and they bonded them on with glue mm-hmm. and they were, like, down to my bum. They were, like, the the first kind of extensions. They mm-hmm. were, like... And when you washed them, it was, like, having a carpet on your head because they were just sucking all the all the water. It was super heavy. Yeah. Um, I wore makeup when I was at college. Yeah. And what I would do... 
My first lipstick was ever was Heather Shimmer, Ramon. Of course. Yeah, that two-tone brown <laughs> <laughs> works for everybody. Um, and then I suppose it was I, was, I was very heavily driven by pop culture. So it was like Sade and, mm. um, oh, what's her name? Lisa Stansfield and people like that, you know. So it was the red lipstick. And I have got quite big eyebrows, but obviously that didn't really seem to matter because I made them even bigger. Mm -hmm. I looked like... um, uh, Charlie Chaplin. Okay. I mean, they were like, oh, they're, that's an awful look. Did you ever put fake moles on, like at least? No, no, I didn't go that far. No, okay. I mean, God knows why, because yeah. I went for everything else. <laughs> and then foundation-wise, I just used to get the things off the front of magazines or from no. Boots, mm-hmm. and I would put foundation on, and I would just look. My face would just look flat. Mm. I would just have nostril holes and a mouth and eyes, but no contour. And I I remember looking and thinking, why do I look so weird? I've got quite a round face anyway, but it just kind of eradicated any shadow or highlight. Do you know what, though? I'm kind of... That's such a lovely thing to hear because I actually think the age in which we live now, people are so good at doing makeup from so young and it's so lovely <laughs> yeah, yeah. that, like, a top makeup artist would go, yeah, I did for shit makeup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just any outfit. Yeah, yeah. Any, yeah, any outfit. Yeah. So how did you end up becoming a makeup artist then? What happened mm, then? Well, my friend, who was older than me, he was, um, my sister's four years older than me, we became friends. And he um, was a hairdresser Mm. and he ended up moving to Paris when he left school. And he was like, and we were always friends and he would come home to his parents Mm. and I'd be doing graphics and um, I travelled as well. And then he was like, why don't you go become a makeup artist and we could go on trips? And I was like, oh, that sounds good because it was supermodel yeah. era as yeah. well, right? So everything revolved for me around Chrissy, Linda, Naomi, you know, um, Claudia Schiffer, you know, all of them people. And I was mm. a bit like, oh my god, yeah, I'd like really like to do that. I had no concept that that was mm-hmm. not um, that's not going to happen mm-hmm. straight away, uh, or maybe never. Yeah, but um, and I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, you know what? I'd left my job uh, doing graphics, and I was. Temping at Tesco's in Cheshunt, ordering in biscuits for the depots. And I mean, I had quite a laugh doing that. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retrain to be a makeup artist. Yeah. And I got, I got a tax rebate. And um, I was determined to do it on my own and not ask mum and dad for any help because they were, like, annoyed at me that I wasn't doing a proper job. Yeah as in a reliable job like working in a bank or doing something proper. Not that that is the case now, yeah. because nothing's reliable. But at that time it was. Oh, yeah, There was totally, a real difference yeah. between those jobs and the other Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bit like airy-fairy floating yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, My and dad still thinks the only professions that exist are plumber, doctor. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> he names five of them, I'm yeah, like, no, what, Dad. <laughs> what is that, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so um, I paid myself to go back to makeup college. Mm-hmm. It was a paid course. Um, it was lasted six weeks. Um, and I really liked doing it, you know. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do after that. Were you good instantly? No, it was rubbish. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I just knew what I wanted it to look like. 
Right. I know I have my end goal. What did you want it to look like? Supermodels. Right. <laughs> Supermodels on catwalk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was these like posters at the time. They were all airbrushed. I don't know if you remember them. They're like sides of faces. Very 80s. You know, it was very mm. Robert Palmer. Mm. You know, them girls with the guitars. I want, that's what I wanted to do, yeah. you know. Um... And, yeah, I was really bad. I remember one time we had to do eyebrows. We'd done period makeups and stuff like that. And we had to do eyebrows. And I had done this woman who I became really good friends with, who was older than me, who was an ex-dancer. And she didn't really have any eyebrows. So I didn't really know what to do because I've got eyebrows and they're always quite big. I mean, my sister used to call me Dennis Healy when I was walking to school. And, um, and... I just thought, well, I'll just do him like a semicircle. I mean, she looked like Ronald McDonald. I was yeah. terrible. I couldn't do eyes. I used to have a real problem doing eyes because all because the eyeshadows were so shit mm-hmm. and they were like chalk. What were you using? Oh, I got this palette from the makeup school. Right. It was like I don't know twenty four eyeshadows mm-hmm. that were just like chalk. And are really hard. We couldn't blend with that. Like, uh, 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 you get a hole and everything. And so I didn't realise until later on that if you used a better product, it was easier. Mm. You know, and obviously you, if you understood what shape you were doing and understood the eye a bit better. Did any of this knock your confidence? Because you're telling it now and you're no, laughing. No, no, I was like, blasé. Yeah. No, you know, I just... I think when you're young, mm. you have no inhibitions. Do you know what I mean? You're just very naive to everything. Well, it sounds like you didn't have any inhibition. No, I mean, yeah, I just was a bit like, "Mm." yeah. I did think, oh, I've really got to learn that. So, how did you go then from being at makeup school and thinking, well, you know, I'm not amazing at this, but I'm going to learn, to working with Dick Page? (laughs) Oh, right. Well, that took a while. I went went straight to Paris. And I lived and, and and helped my friend. We fell out mm-hmm. because that's not a good recipe, you know. Um, it was really difficult, but I was determined not to come home. I couldn't speak French. He speak fluent French. Um, I hated it. It was good for me, though. When you're pushed outside your comfort zone, it, it makes you grow. Um, and then um, I just started testing. I went and saw a really great girl at an agency. Um, she's no longer alive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she was amazing. Her name is Sam, and she ran Camilla Arthur at the time. And she sat me down, and they looked after Pat and Eugene and Val. And But this was before they were major, right? She told me to write to everybody I thought was good. Mm-hmm. So I did. Obviously, there was no email at the time. And I got um, copies, coloured copies done of my best picture. And so I could present my work. And I wrote to, like, oh, I don't know, about 50 people. I got um, three people come back to me. Yeah. It wasn't Dick. Yeah. It was another girl. But from that, um, I met people. And through that, someone said to me, go and assist this person. Mm. And there was another great friend of mine, Ao, who's no longer alive. Sounds like everyone's dying around Mm. me. um, But he said to me, you know, you need to pay for yourself. You need to tell people that you're going to be in these countries, Milan, Paris, New York, and try and get on their teams. Mm -hmm. Do it for nothing, because it's the only way you're going to get in. 
Um, so I did, and um, slowly, slowly, I managed to get on Dick's team. Yeah. And um, I I got on Dick's team, Pat's team, Kevin Oakwan's, um, and that's who I was working with mainly. So massive, massive names. Like, yeah. And you were seeing people for, like who were the top of their game. Yeah, there wasn't the... It wasn't because before yeah. then it was like Mary, Sam and... Uh, and, and older people but they were like the new breed you know um and um yeah and and so and then dick asked me to be his first when we was doing shows so when you were assisting those people yeah um, backstage is really quite a you know ba- it's not bad atmosphere it's quite a fraught atmosphere right yeah and when you're assisting, I would imagine you were on in the firing line every now and then, right? Because sometimes it gets stressful and sometimes... Well, this doesn't happen. happen anymore. Right. But this is what used to happen. Yeah. Because there'd be, like, not as many girls as there are now. Mm-hmm. Um, what used to happen was, if them girls had not seen you before, if they'd not seen you around on the circuit, yeah, not going to let you do their makeup. Wow. And um, because it was, like, Shalom, Amber, Kate... Um, Trish Goff, Carolyn Murphy. There was that. There was that. Like this kind of breeds of girls and um, Michelle Hicks and uh, and Bridget. Yeah, you know them kind of girls. Big models, so they all knew who the makeup artists. Oh, they all knew who the makeup artists were. And if they didn't know you. There was no way they were going to sit in your chair. So how do you even break Well, I know, it was a real battle. Yeah. You've, got the, you've overcome the first battle, you're on the team. Yeah. Now you've got to get someone to sit down in your chair. Luckily, mm-hmm. I was with my hairdresser friend who'd been doing this for years and we met Orlando Pitta right. the night before and he was with Carolyn Murphy and Trish Goff. Mm-hmm. And... I met them, and I'd met them with that kind of crowd of people. So I was in. Mm-hmm. And I got... And my first show with Dick was Prada. I got there super early. Um, I positioned myself under a staircase. Mm-hmm. Not thinking, because I'd only done shows in London. And this was not in a... Uh, it was in a different kind of venue. I got there early because I was panicking. And... Um, and the sun came up, and where I was was super dark. Mm-hmm. But that didn't faze me because I was going to do someone. <laughs> and I'd done Carolyn Murphy, and she was the Prada girl of the time. She was in all the campaigns. So she came to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd done a makeup, and I'd done what I knew, what I knew kind of from college and assisting in London and stuff. And Dick was like, Who has done Carolyn? And I was a bit like, me and he was like <laughs> it's awful and I thought oh fucking hell and I was like okay and he was like I mean I was mortified inside I just wanted to die and he was like okay you need to watch me so I watched him do it and I was kind of on humble pipe I was young you know yeah. I was a bit like oh my god and I just thought and then there was two shows you had to do two shows mm-hmm. So I had to wait for the second show. And then I thought, he's never, ever, ever going to put me again. There's no way in hell. And then he did. He put me for his Paris shows. And then, obviously, I became better uh, because I knew what I was doing in London and at makeup school was not what you do in fashion. It was all very heavy and powdery, and Dick was not that. Mm. And then from that, then I was on Pat's team and Kevin's team and... 
Yeah, and then I just was Dixa first in the end. And it made me very quick, and I knew all the girls, and I could do makeup very quickly. I could fix stuff, mm-hmm. you know, if it was a drama or like someone had bad skin, or, you know. So it was all models at that point then? Yeah, yeah, all models. Yeah, so how did you then make the transition then into doing sort of celebrities and. Oh, that came much later. As well. okay. Oh, that came much later. Um, I, I actually don't do that many celebrities. Mm. Um, I want to say probably in the last six years. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was um, models weren't... Well, first of all, doing celebrities was naff. If you'd done fashion, doing a celebrity was really naff. And people in LA done that. You know, and um, so you weren't going to do that because you're doing fashion, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so, and um, celebrities were not on the cover of magazines, and they do not do campaigns. They do not do perfume campaigns. They don't do fashion campaigns, makeup, jewelry, anything. Mm-hmm. So they were just more like a film. I don't know. It wasn't so important then because I feel like there was the starlets of the time. And then there was a massive gap yeah. where no one was really, not that important, but I don't suppose anyone, they wasn't seen for their look. Right. You know? And it was more music and fashion. And then suddenly what happened is things started to change and everything started to tick. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit like, okay, now actresses, you know, are doing more fashion things mm-hmm. and perfume and stuff like that. So you need to start to do them because they can push you out otherwise. But you have quite a clear, um, I want to say signature look, right? Like I know what I'm thinking of when I think of your makeup. Oh, right? Right. So well, that's like, right. <laughs> But it is and it, it's, but it fits really well with the stuff you've done. Like say your work with Burberry and then I'm yeah. also thinking. But actually doing catwalk stuff can be completely wacky and avant-garde. Yeah. So did you find that you were thinking... Yes, okay, I'm doing this like eyelash on your forehead now, but actually what I want to be doing is making you look really gorgeous and glowy. No, no, I was okay. into doing that. I was into doing that because the thing was, when I started to make kind of some headway in my career, it was like late 80s. Uh, no, sorry, late... Yeah, late 80s. Uh, no, mid mid 90s, so... Mm. Um, what was happening was we were just getting the the kind of come down from the eighties like loads of money and 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 loads of logos and people excess and then grunge hit and that's when I started to make it mm. and everyone was like we don't want any makeup and I was like shit <laughs> I need to get some tears for my book you know so I think well you know what I'll do I'll make the skin look really gorgeous and do makeup that's undetectable but it just looks amazing so what products did you find at that point that made skin look amazing well I mixed oh, I used a lot of sunblock okay. yeah I used sunblock and I mixed it in with foundation and it gave you that glow yeah because of the yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I'd do stuff like that I'd use a lot of lipsticks as um, as eye colors mm-hmm. and stuff like that um yeah, I used to do stuff like that to mm-hmm. just change it up a bit to make it light and then cover afterwards if I had to. So lots of makeup artists who've come on the show have talked about the relationship that you have, which is really personal. And 
it's a situation that's quite alien to most people where you'd have someone look at your bare face, touch it, do things to it. You're not really, you know, the person having the makeup done often isn't watching. So they're kind of trusting you. Yeah. Yeah. And you become something of like... They're quite vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. And you become something of their confidant. And Sam McKnight just came on the show and he was talking about that too. He was like, you know, you're sitting there and someone's 6am and they haven't even had breakfast yet and doing their hair and stuff. And he was talking about being the kind of person that's almost between the team that want that person and the person, right? Yeah. And I just wondered, when things are getting fractious, say, at a show or backstage or now when you're doing, you know, Big Celeb, um, how do you manage that? How are you... Are you quite sensitive to their needs and are their needs your needs? Yeah, I mean... I feel like as soon as you touch someone, you can feel what they're about. You know, you can feel their mood. You can feel that, that, you know, you can see the messages. Not that you're reading because it's not like I've got any time to be reading someone's messages. But um, you can see when the phone hits the call you hear the phone conversations you just I just try and keep it light and it's just about caring for someone it's just about um kind of trying to protect them Mm -hmm. you know I've had numerous people like burst into tears just because of life right and I'm like just get it out I can fix it it's not a problem you know and most people are really professional and they can bring it back like that it's like they put the mask on and they're off which is quite tough in itself um but I just feel like, yeah, you you need to um, you need to care, you know. Um, you you kind of like the therapist, the mum, the big sister, the best friend, and also you've got to be a laugh yeah. because otherwise, what a bore. Um, you said you can deal with that when people are crying and stuff like that. Mm. I wondered if there are any products you've got in your kit where you know that if someone's come in, they've had a late night or they've been drunk or they've been crying things like that things yeah, where you're yeah, like yeah. i just need to have this stuff in my kit for those yeah. what are they well you take two barocas yeah. <laughs> a couple of nerofen yeah. uh, and that's halfway there and then i do a lymph drainage massage right always with hands yeah but i always do that anyway it depuffs people it makes mm-hmm. them feel a bit like <sighs> and they just look better then eye drops there's uh, Japanese ones and ones that I get in New York. What product do you use when you're doing the lymph massage? Are you particular? Uh, uh, well, I just use um, uh, Estee Lauder Take It Away mm-hmm. because it smells quite nice and it works on everybody and it's oh. not... The balm, yeah? Uh, no, it's no. a cream. Okay. It's a cleansing cream. Mm-hmm. I'll do that and then I just wipe it off with water because it's not too greasy. It doesn't... But I can kind of fix the skin if there's any dry patches as well as do all that and the lymph draining... Um, um, eye drops, mm-hmm. OT eye drops because they get rid of any redness, mm. um, bloodshot eyes, um, and um, yeah, I mean that's about it really. Mm-hmm. I mean eye patches. There's there's some eye patches that I use that are really great for depuffing and stuff like that. And they're Skin One 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 and they're blue, mm-hmm. and they're called the Cryo, and they're amazing. Yeah. What else? There's, um, and that's about it. I mean, you know, I do use different masks. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally, as you start getting them together, they kick in from inside. Yeah. And they're professionals. I was going to say, they're show people, right? So yeah, they're like, professionals, yeah. man. They get back yeah. on that horse. <laughs> and you're like, wow, you've turned it out. You know, they've had their hair done, you've done their makeup. And it's a bit like, you know... 
Make sure you've eaten something, maybe some orange juice, you know, yeah. some fresh juices, stuff like that. Just pick me up. And then they're good to go. Yeah. I've done a bit of um, TV stuff and, and always been amazed by the people who are so professional that for me, I'm like, I'm gearing myself up and I get into it and I'm like, right, I'm good to go. They're just like having a conversation and suddenly someone goes, you're, you're on. And they're like, so. Yeah, no. Did you see, did you see um, the morning show? No, I'm oh my God. I didn't have Apple TV. All right. Well, yeah. I did have Apple TV, but you right. still have to pay for it. I mean, it's yeah. another thing, you yeah. know. That's that the only is, reason I get it, though. I want yeah, to watch that she's show. She's yeah. so good in it, Jennifer yeah, Aniston, because yeah, yeah. she is one of them people that goes, dun, dun. yes, and then good morning. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Have you made her up? No, I've never done Because I feel like her look and the look yeah. you do would be completely yeah. perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, though, you make, you make up loads of celebrities now. I watched a video mm. you made with Sienna Miller, who you work with a lot, and we'll sort of come on to that later. Yeah. But... Um, in which you were talking about tips and you were going and she she was going oh I learned this from you and then she was like and you learned this from me <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> and I, and I was I'm like, like no I've never learned anything yeah. anyway. <laughs> but I wondered because you do so many people um, who you know are invested in the way they look whether there are any whether there are any tips that you've picked up from them or is it just Sienna who teaches you <laughs> yeah I mean Sienna because Sienna's so like uh, I want to say so off the wall like she will do odd things i mean what you think is odd mm. like i mean that sounds a bit weird mm. um like she will like go i've got this idea it's kind of a bit like um i want to say elfling or something mm-hmm. and then you think right, right right but then when you put it all together it works really amazingly well so she takes things out completely out of context and pulls them back round. So when she told me that she, I developed this contour stick for Burberry, and she was like, "I love it, I love it," and I guess what I've told Robin Wright, I've I've done Robin Wright's makeup with it, and you know I've done her eyes and I've done her uh, cheeks and I've done a jaw and I've done a nose, and she went and I did her lips, and I was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, it's not for. She's not do. Don't need to do the lips. Yeah, well, it's not for the lips. And she was like, "Well, I did the lips, and it looked really good." And I was like, mm, "No, you're not supposed to be doing that." Yeah. Anyway, and then she was. I was like, "Show me then." And she'd done it, and I thought, "Fuck, it looks good." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What, like a contour on the outer corners?" No, just the whole way around. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because it's not strong. It's quite light right. and see through in texture. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to develop a contour, lip contour, just for the outside. Of the, it's softer than a pencil. Yeah. So it's just a blurred shadow that gives you a slight darker edge all the way around without being a hard line. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've done that. Great. Yeah. And are there any other people where you've worked with them and they've gone, excuse me, I, I love it like this, I'm going to do it like that, and you've gone, okay. No. Okay. Uh, but the, I mean, I have learned things from other makeup artists. Mm. You know, um, uh, you know, um, Lucia Peroni was like, you know, I always stretch the mouth. You know, I make people smile when I do lips. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm like, and smile. Like, like their mouth open, properly smile. Yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, if you can see, I look like a bit like a, a mad person. Yes. Yeah. And I smile when I'm doing it as well. Oh, yeah. And um, it just stretches the lip line. Um, Lucia mm-hmm. pulls the lip, so she stretches it. Right. Um, which I thought was quite a good tip too. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I mean, we were talking about maybe people wanting to do their own mascara and stuff like that, and I'm like, great, off you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Um, because some it's people... It's hard to do someone's mascara. Well, though, I'm used yeah. to it, yeah. but I mean, more eyelash curlers. Some people are scared of eyelash curlers, and they say, oh, do you mind if I do that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. brilliant, because that gives me a chance to look for something else that I'm doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, Which one do you use now that Shimura's gone? I know! The Kevin Alcon. Yeah. Yeah. I use the Surratt ones, though. Have you tried those? And they're probably very similar, I isn't it? Yeah, similar. yeah. They're, but they're not too... The Shimura ones are quite curved. Yeah, I quite, quite like straight. them. Oh, OK. So, for the know, longer eye. It's good for the longer <laughs> right, eye, but yeah. you have to get used to it. And there were a few... Yeah. You know, doing it on myself, I was used to the Shimura side. Yeah, yeah. suddenly like, oh, this is Well, different. I suppose Shimura being yeah. an Asian brand would make it for a smaller eye yeah. shape. Yeah, And maybe Surat, I know that's... Yeah. Is, is, um, is that... Um, yeah, Troy Surratt. Troy Surratt. So he yeah. U- yeah. he used to work with Kevin O'Quinn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say he's probably catering for the Middle Eastern eye, yeah. which is much bigger. Much bigger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they buy more makeup. Yeah. So hey, hey. <laughs> Could you name two people? One historic, say like Ava Gardner, right? Yeah. And one current who you haven't made up but would like to make up. Oh, I suppose... Oh, I'm really going to have to think about this one. Mm. Um, probably like Marilyn Monroe. Right. But I would not make her look like the the Marilyn Monroe you know. Okay. I would make her look a lot um, like a, a girl of today. Wow. And more... Uh, because I went to the Max Factor um, uh, Museum and obviously he used to do all the starlets... And I looked at pictures of her when she didn't have any makeup on and when she just had to have a base on and she really had an incredible face. So you could have done loads of things with her. Yeah. But obviously everyone knows her for the eyeliner. She was so particular though about her makeup. She had this makeup artist called Whitey Snyder, right? And apparently she made him promise that if she died before him, like predeceased him, that he would do her makeup for eternity. Oh, yeah. Right? He did. Oh, right. Which okay. I find just astonishing. I mean, like... She was really devoted to exactly how. Yeah, I know because that's her... why I've never seen her. Like, yeah, because right? yeah, because that's her mask yeah. as yeah. such, right? Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Who would you do today then that you haven't done? Ooh, who would I do today? I mean, I don't know. Um, who would I do today? Because I think, oh, do someone older, then I think, oh, that's harder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think, oh, do someone younger. Uh, but then I probably might do them anyway. Yeah. Um, who, who, who? Is there anyone whose face you're just into? I do like um, Marianne Courtyard. Mm-hmm. I do like her face. I think she's yeah. got a very cool face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like her. And classically look. beautiful. Look. Yeah. Um, I I I tend to like people because they're good at what they do. Right. Do you know it's very hard to just take someone on a on a surface level for me anyway. I think this about beauty anyway, though. In terms of when I see that people's faces really flat and still, I'm thinking of like an Instagram face, right? Yeah. I don't find that very appealing. But yeah. when I see a really beautiful face with intelligence moving really nicely, I'm yeah. completely captivated. It's like why I yeah. love Poirot's, right? Because all yeah. of those women seem really intelligent and snappy. Yeah. But they're really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, just like they have a... they. You know they're 
they look different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? They yeah. have a character. It the yeah. Face. yeah, and it, and it's quite beautiful as well. That yeah. it's different. But Marion Cotillard's like that, right? Like she yeah. looks really like like she's got something going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So she's like yeah. a great kind of face. She's very but... cool. Yeah. I mean, I suppose um, Jennifer Lawrence, I like as well. Yeah, she's got a good face. Yeah, yeah. she's got a good face, and I like her as a person. Yeah, yeah she's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you'd have quite a good laugh with her. When Max Factor and I had a chat about this episode, I started to think about the staples by them that I've relied on over the years and kept returning to the 2000 calorie mascara. I wore this exclusively for about five years of my life and picked it up again over Christmas and was reminded of how brilliant it is at creating big separated lashes. Their false lash effect mascara plus a false lash effect max out primer takes it up a notch and I've been enjoying creating properly huge lashes with them. I then started to play with some more of their products and found a few gems, which include the brand new Miracle Second Skin Foundation, which is really hydrating, contains an SPF 20 and looks lovely and glowing on skin. I also absolutely love the Facefinity All Day Flawless Concealer, particularly under eyes. It forms a second skin, so resists settling into creases and the liquid formula smooths on really easily. The final one I'm going to flag here is Lipfinity Lip Colour. I've been testing this during lockdown because the promise of a lip colour that hydrates but stays put is my ideal. And this offers that thanks to the two-step system comprising a liquid layer of colour and then a balm, which you can top up without losing any of the colour underneath. Very clever, Max Factor. Now, back to Wendy. Tell me about managing all that travelling. And also, does it get lonely? Because you go somewhere... You let yourself in, you sit down, and suddenly you're alone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I suppose you get more lonely when you've been on set with people or on a trip. Mm. When there's people all around, you get a call time, you need to be there at five o'clock in the morning, and then you're constantly, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner with people. Yeah. And then suddenly you go home, and it's like, ah, oh, I can yeah. hear, let, hear a pin drop. You know, um, I can imagine that's how people ended up going out clubbing all night. Yeah, you know, like, like, yeah, 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 because it's just a bit more, yeah, of noise, Mm. I suppose. Um, So, um, yeah, it's really lonely. Um, But I suppose now I quite like that. I think when you're younger, it is more lonely because you don't know many people or... Well, you don't know yourself that well mm-hmm. and you don't realise that it's actually quite nice to have time on your own. <laughs> what do you do when you have time to yourself? Um, I walk my dog and listen to a book. Yeah. Um, I Where go... do you listen to books on Audible? Yeah. 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 I've just downloaded that. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's good. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm into doing that. I'm, I took a painting class the other day, which I really enjoyed. Oh, okay, well, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I was doing major. But um, I spent, I spent like, the whole two hours drawing mm. the, my picture, and I actually only got a little bit into the painting. I did a painting class like that recently, and I, le- uh, I didn't uh, leave long enough, so I didn't finish my tree. <laughs> I mean, I didn't finish... I'm not, I'm not even halfway through it. I know. You know, and I was... Uh, and, uh, and she was like... You know, we've got 20 minutes, so let's get painting. And I thought, I'm not going to finish this in 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. This is, like, my time to just chill. Well, that was a class in London. Yeah, yeah, it's called Masterpiece. I did it. I did that. Oh, did you did? Yeah. yeah. That's the one I did. So yeah. it's like they put a light box on. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. freaking ages tracing it. And I thought, Me I'm going to get all the different tones what in. What were you doing? What did you do? I done one of the pictures that I'd done. Oh, um, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, um, it was from self-service. Yeah. 
And um, but I spent so long tracing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had twenty minutes to paint it, and I only really didn't even just get a sl- exactly half the of the same, skin yeah. tone down. Yeah. And I was like. I'm not rushing this. I'm no. going to have to, come, have to come back. Yeah, but it's also so soothing. The time goes so quickly. Is this, isn't it? Yeah, I found it amazing. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. I was, I was really a bit like, I think it. I need a whole day of this. I know. I was thinking, actually, I went right for my birthday and I was like, do you know what? I should just book this for my birthday and just do it, like, just paint. It's yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. And, like, also, but I'd like a few more tips. Yeah, well, the thing is, apparently they give you as many tips as you want or don't want. Now, I'm completely oh. pig-headed and I don't want any tips. I hate it when... I'm exactly, I'm really contrary like that. Oh, Someone right. comes up to me and goes, do it like this. I'm like, sod them, I don't care what they say. I'm going to go, show yeah. me. I'm really And then to. I'll be like, okay, I'll do yeah. my way of doing it. I like but I like to, to know, I like to know, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, I like, to, I like someone to demonstrate yes. and then let me do it. I don't yes. like someone coming up to me and being finicky because I'm like, I'm in a process and also, I'm in my flow, I'm enjoying man. myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's how I feel when I do makeup. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my flow and if yeah. someone else comes in and asks me, how long I'm going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kills you. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. just having a bit of a moment. Yeah. You've already got someone chatting at you most of the time. Well, and it's you know. quite hard because you've made a commodity out of a creative process. And actually, yeah. creative processes don't do too well under that kind of no, pressure. No, it's true. So it's quite It's hard not when to... people talk to me when I'm cooking. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really listening. Do you like to listen to me? So I, when I do my own makeup, I like listening to music. And when I'm cooking, I like listening to music. And it sets the mood. And I'm really... Yeah. Um, like if I'm doing like a traditional like 50s makeup I'll be listening to like really like oh, nice I like 50s that. music yeah, I, like I kind of find in my head it just sets the tone so yeah I, I, do, I yeah. have to have music on when we're doing a working yeah, yeah. and yeah I, I yeah I listen to music a lot I listen mm. to music as soon as I get up in the morning do you, yeah. it changes my mood yeah, yeah, me do you know too. what I mean I don't um, know what I do with that music it's like the key thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, um, flying, back to flying. I'm oh, sorry, we digress. Yeah, yeah, again, we that's loop. not me. Yeah. In flight beauty tips, right? So, when, and, and again, what do you advise people to do if you've got someone and you're meeting them at the other end or, Ooh, you know, watch out. What do you tell people to do? Yeah. I'd say put some sunglasses on right. and um, brush your teeth. <laughs> um, Brushing your teeth is quite a big one. That's the thing that makes me feel human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you. Uh, you need to clean your skin. Yeah. I think the quickest way to do that is to get like a toner, yeah, or a um, micellin water, yeah, and um, get a cotton pad because mm-hmm. that's much easier. Um, and then I would get a spray water, mm-hmm. a bit of moisturizer. Um, you can put a mask on the flight, mm-hmm. but you need to clean your skin before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think really curl your eyelashes, a bit of mascara. A tinted, I would say, like a tinted moisturiser. Right. Bit of lip gloss. Put some glasses on. You you, you always, it's always a winner. I always have this fear of travelling long haul with, like, a newish boyfriend. Oh, nightmare. (laughs) Fortunately, I never had to do it. But I I remember at one point it was on the cards. and I And it was, like, to a faraway place. And then also it was, I mean, all the other stuff that comes with that, like, you know, wearing a bikini and all of that stuff, like the horrors. (laughs) Gas, I think about gas. Well, yeah, I felt like the long-haul flight, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is when I'm at my worst. And I'm also, like, completely uh, hysterical and ridiculous on long-haul flights. Like, I hate them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yes, I don't, I I wouldn't fare I mean, I always think meeting someone on a plane would be my worst nightmare oh my yes. do you know what I mean because yes. people go oh my god I hope I sit next to someone nice. I think I hope I'm not right so Eat Beautiful 2016 you released yeah. a book yes. um now I, so god, make, that's four years ago I can't it's two yeah, <laughs> very well 
well-known makeup artist, and then you go, I'm going to do a f- book about food. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't say that. You know what it was? Everyone kept asking me my routine, my beauty routines. I drank a lot of coconut water at the time. I was living in New York more, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a place called Organic Avenue. It's now closed down. It was a juice, a, a raw press juice bar. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to drink a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And then someone asked me, would I do a juice for them? Okay. And I said, yeah. And it was called Pure Skin. Right. And it was everything you need in it to for your skin. Um, and then that done really well. And then um, I got approached to write a book. And um, I didn't want to do a makeup book because I felt like makeup books are not very... Good. They're a bit old-fashioned. Do you know what I mean? I love the Kevin Aquan ones, don't get me wrong. But back then you could only do a book. Now you can make a video. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah. Well, you'd yeah. watch someone's yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I thought the, you know, the only thing I really, you know, and also they wanted me to do a bit about food and stuff like that. And so, and I like cooking. So um, they asked me to do a cookbook and I said, well, I need to do it about skin. Mm-hmm. because that's what I'm into and all of these things make up a good process for you to have great makeup. Mm-hmm. And so it's split into four seasons. I think you should eat seasonally. I have little stories about how I learn how to cook certain things. Um, and um, it has a herbal pharmacy. It has some beauty treatments that you can do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I explain about skin problems, but I just make it basic and very easy to understand because I think some people make it too complicated. And you just need to understand why this is happening and then you can start to put it right, you know, rather than put a plaster over it, you know. Mm. Are you a good cook or are you like a functional cook? Like, are you someone who takes the joy, say, in sourcing ingredients and putting it all together and spends a whole Saturday doing it? Or are you someone who's like, I need to eat well, I want to eat fresh food, I'm going to cook it? A little bit of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I have the time, I would love to do that on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always go to the farmer's market in Pimlico mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, I love eating great food. Mm-hmm. I I'm get so upset when the food's crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I can make really good food. I'm not a good baker. Right. Um, which is probably good, because I'll be stuffing my face with scones and Victoria Spun. Yeah. Uh, um, my um, mum's dad was a um, Viennese pastry chef. Oh, amazing. And my mum's inherited that, and it's a, it's a bloody nightmare, though. I routinely put on about a stone at Christmas, and oh. I have to lose it off. Oh, lovely, though. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely in December. It's yeah. also great in February. Stretching out for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mum was good at baking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I was used to eating cakes. Um, mm. um, but yeah, I just like eating really fresh food. Yeah. It makes me feel good. And so. you need energy for your job, right? Yeah. 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 You're dyslexic though. So how did you find the writing process? Hard. Mm. Um, I done mostly, um, I talked it mm-hmm. and I had someone write it. Okay. So, um yeah, so, and then the editing process was really super frustrating for me, but I spent a week on the phone from 9 o'clock in the morning till 6 at night because them little lines mm-hmm. and, like, little 
bubbles around things and lines going off mm. into and it was just like this is not for you made yeah. me really angry yeah and i was like i just need to talk this through mm-hmm. so i talked it through and um and then she changed things and she yeah. was amazing actually the editor but i did think that i was going to get like a ghost writer <laughs> and um and someone to help me because I didn't have a clue, but no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nothing. So, at the moment, if I were to ask you how you look after yourself and, like, what your daily routine would be, either on a shoot or, you know, when you're doing makeup, yeah. and then on days off, what would that be? Well, um, it's a lot about what I eat, <laughs> what I put on my skin and exercise. Okay. Um, you know... There's no way that I'm not going to have cleansed my skin the night before, regardless of where I've been or what I've done. What do you use? Are you faithful to anything? No, I do change it up. Uh, I use um, a few of the same brands, but I know what works for me, and I think people will have things that work for them. Um, So I change it up depending on what skin feels like. I always take off my makeup. Um, I always have lemon water in the morning, no matter what. Um, and then I'll have a coffee. Mm-hmm. But I have the lemon water first to yeah. just clear any the palette. And I've got a tongue scraper, yeah. which I like. I was lambasted for having a tongue scraper, but I love my tongue scraper. Yeah, I do. It's really important. I, yeah. I do. I just think because all the toxins come up yeah. and then you can get rid of them. Yeah, and it's just satisfying. It's like brushing your teeth. Yeah. Like, oh, now I feel like I've done my yeah. whole mouth is clean. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, if I can, I'll go to yoga or... I will walk the dog or something before I go to work. Um, sometimes not. What time do you get up then? I normally get up about six. Okay. Do you just wake up at that time? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so I would love to lie in, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, what time do you go to bed? Well, I go to bed quite early. Mm. I mean, there was a party last night. Yeah. And I didn't go, but because it's starting at 10 o'clock. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I'm going out on Friday, okay. um, you know, and um, on a Sunday because it's fashion week, obviously, there's loads of things. Um, but I do like to get to bed early because I like to be fresh. I'm a morning person. Listen, I can stay out Good late. Yeah, yeah, but I like, I like being up early, fresh, ready to go, yeah. you know. Um, and I like feeling alive and I like feeling energised. What about your hair? Um, oh, we were talking about this today. Um, I use these... Oh, I get sent loads of stuff. Mm. I've been using this Biologica. It's a... Um, it's a raw um, shampoo. I use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this other one, uh, Vital, okay. which is good as well. Do you well. colour your hair? Yeah. Yeah, who does Because I've got you? me. Okay. <laughs> what yeah. do you use? I use um, Wella Colour Touch. What colour? Um, 7.1 and 6 and 8.1 I, I mix it okay. because sometimes I'll go darker sometimes I'll go lighter yeah, maybe go light, lighter amazing. I'll so, go lighter around the front okay. but I didn't do it this time because I thought I might go darker right, okay. um, so what yeah. you just use it and you just paint it on and that's oh it. I just normally just do the root around the front Okay. and all the rest is kind of like that is sometimes if I've got time yeah. or I'm into it I might do some highlights oh. or I might just do a bit on the ends but then sometimes the sun catches it and it'll go But anywhere. it's annoying with greys, isn't it? I've got that thing where it's so like annoying. you just I can't go and have my hair coloured every six weeks. It's insane. I just don't like yeah. sitting in the chair for yeah. that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I know, it's I'm funny. i try that one though. And then I have these drops that I get in America. I'm sure you can get them here. They're called 
all grey or something, mm. and you put like fifteen drops, and that makes that because it's only semi permanent. It will cover all the greys. Oh, because I don't like having a permanent because it looks fixed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's very um, solid. So where do you put those grey drops then? Into the mixture once you've mixed it up. Okay. Uh, you mix it up and it develops much quicker and it's supposed to cover the greys. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, okay. I have to have a completely clean hair when I do it. Right. Okay. I can't have anything in it. Okay. And it can't be, like, even sweaty. It's a really good colour, though, it looks Oh, great. thanks. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, and how do you store your makeup kit? I have um, three big bags. Um, they're probably 30 kilos each. Um, two bags. I have an office <laughs> that they're in. Um, but also I have an office full of things that are swapping and out. And do you still like playing with makeup? Is it still fun for you to go in and get out the palettes and? No, no. So it's, it's no. It's it, um, I. You know what? It's like it's like painting. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have the time, and you can make a bit of a mess. And no one's on the phone asking you to finish this email and you've got this deadline about this or something. Mm-hmm. When you're, like, free, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't want to do it at home because it becomes too messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and with makeup, it's lots of little things that you need to put them back in the right places and it's all about making everything, making sure things are clean and yeah. they're back in the right place so I can find them. Um, I... Um, I've just done some palettes, actually, for Max Factor today, which I got really into doing. And my assistant went, yeah, can you... And I was like, not now, because I'm in my flow. I'm really getting into this. Because I thought, this is going to look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what do you have then on your... Is it a makeup table, your makeup bag? You know what? I have about three or four different makeup bags. Okay. And they're normally things that someone's gifted me Mm. or I've been sent... And I try and have foundations, eyes, lips. In each one. Yeah. Yeah. They start off like that and then they all get confused yeah, yeah, because yeah. then I, maybe I might have to take one out because I'm going to, like, do something that's filmed or behind-the-scenes things. Or, yeah, yeah. So and, what else are you faithful to then? Um, face? Well, the ones that I've made. <laughs> Any perfumes you particularly love? I love... Um, Santa Maria, Santa Maria Nuvella, mm. and it's the classic one I like. Okay, um, and they have body sprays as well, which are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I also love Lynn Harris. Mm. Um, I love her fragrances too. If I were to ask you in London and New York, five places you'd recommend going, what would they be? To eight. Obviously, to I'll, anything, I'll, to, I'll, I'll to, straight away on the food. But to anything. If I just went to you, Wendy, I'm going to New York. Like, okay, what's, where would you what's go? What's good at the moment? Where should I go? Well, I'd go Body by Simone. Okay. Dancing. Um, that's a must. Um, I would go to uh, Indochine to eat. Trish McAvoy said that too. All uh, right, because yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, I would go to Chelsea Market because mm-hmm. I like buying food there. Um... I would probably go to Barney's, but it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so um, What's um, one right next to the plaza? Oh, you know what? I live near there, and I've never been in there. No, it's uh, Bergdorf Goodman. Is that the one? You know yeah. the one? The plaza's, like, there, and it's, like, yeah. literally next yeah. to it. But I haven't been up there. Oh, so. you need to go up to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I, 
the top floor has a restaurant, right? And all you'll see is grand old dames covered in diamonds, really? like by themselves, having like a soup. And the waiters know who they are. They're like, you know, Michelle, will you be here tomorrow? Yeah, and they're like, yeah. same time. Oh my <laughs> God. Amazing. I know, I must go up there. Yeah, it's so I glam. Mean, I like the West Side Highway. Right. Because I think that's a great walk. Um, and I also, there was an Italian I went to with Sienna. It was incredible. I can't remember the name of it. Uh. It was amazing. I mean, obviously, the whole no carbs thing went completely out the window. If you remember it, will you message me? Yeah. I'll put it on the show notes. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I'd actually go back there. I can taste that already. <laughs> what uh, about London? Um, London, oh, where do I like to go in London? Um, I mean, I like the Colbert. I like a classic French. Um, where else should I go? I always think, I'm there for shit. Um, uh, it's not gorgeous. I, I like Twist. What's that? Um, that's a little tiny restaurant in Marlborough. Okay. It's super nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Um, they do like uh, they didn't have a lot of dishes, but it's super, super nice. Um, yeah. There's um, see, I mean, they're all going to be food, right? I need to move away from food. <laughs> um, a hot pod yoga. Okay. Um, um, what else? I love Battersea Park. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's that great. Eat at your dog. Yeah, yeah, I mean that or Hyde Park. Yeah. Hyde Park was a bit of a nightmare though because there's horses on that bloody track, <laughs> and he just runs over and barks at them all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I have to be too vigilant. I, yeah. I don't feel like I'm relaxed. I feel like that when I walk down the street. So because Monty always gets chicken bones. Oh, it's so, so annoying. annoying. Why do people do that? But it's yeah, like I know. All the time. I'm constantly I know. on the lookout for chicken bones. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a bit like a house alert. You yeah. know what I mean? What is it with these people that can't put them in the bin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so weird. Is there um, anywhere else that you completely love in London? Um, I like Hampstead for a walk as yeah. well. That's a great love walk. Um, walk. I mean, no, I'm on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I love London, so... Um, if you have any others, will you send them and we'll yeah. just put them on the show notes? Yeah. It's always good when someone lives somewhere to get their recommendations. Yeah. Like. Oh, you know where else I like? I can't remember the name. Is it Oman? Oman? Where's that? In Knightsbridge. Mm, I don't know it. Oh man, I tell you what's a great spa yeah. actually. Oh yeah, um, I do think um, uh, at the Bulgari Hotel their spa is amazing. Yeah, and the swimming pool's nice. Yeah, and everything's done really beautifully. And if you want a nice relaxing day, I would definitely go there. If you're looking into a spa. What do you have? Are you a massage or facial person? Massage. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to have a facial, I go Sarah Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if I want a bit more like lasery things done, I go one on skin. Uh, yeah, so I have different things. I should have said them, shouldn't I? I didn't think yeah, that. Right. of all the care about was food. <laughs> 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 like, where would I eat? Yeah, where would I eat? Um, when we were planning this episode, you mentioned the impact of losing your parents. And when we were chatting about it, I was, I said, actually, it's one, I'm really glad you brought it up because it's one of those things where people talk about it being natural, right? Like, you're, you know, you lose your parents at some point. You said it's going to happen to everyone. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, no. <laughs> Awful. But so I think that, of course, it's not minimised, but I think the grief of losing your parents is seen as like being a natural grief, right? So yeah. it's kind of slightly less um, understood maybe or, or documented. Did you find yeah. that really hard? How? What was your process? Um, I found, like, suddenly you're in a club. 
of other people that have lost their parents that you never really realise because you probably wasn't that interested because it wasn't you. And, I mean, that I'm being just really blatant there because it's a fact. And then you feel like, oh... So you kind of start to feed off what other people... But everyone's experience will be completely different. I'm really cool about talking about this because it was a long time ago and um, I kind of dealt with how things kind of paired out because I was very angry and uh, I don't feel like it was... My parents were looked after as well as they could have been um, with the National Health Service. Um I mean, there was elements that the people were amazing as well. Um, and I just think you never, you're never guided when people are real. You're never told what the options are. They just, you're just so like bumbling through everything. Um, I did think there was a really great book that I read uh, called Tuesdays with Maurice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about um, a, a teacher who is a um, not a psychiatrist. But something like that. Anyway, one of his students becomes a, a sports a commentator. Mm. And then he decides to do this thing with him. I don't, can't remember what. Anyway, he goes and sees him every Tuesday. He just talks about life. The guy's dying. It's an amazing book. Mm. It will make you cry, but it will make you want to live your life. And it's a beautiful book, and mm. I love it. Yeah. And that helped loads. Um, when you lose your parents... When you lose one, is bad, and then you worry about the other one going because you need feel like you need to protect them suddenly. Um, and sometimes... And then they did look to you as, as to protect them. Mind you, my dad didn't because yeah. he could do everything on his own. Yeah. Um, but um, you want to try and protect them, you know. And um, I think for... Me as a as a child, or not a child anymore, and my sister, especially for me, because I didn't have kids and I wasn't married, um, you feel like an orphan. You know, it's a bit like I mean, my I was I wasn't super close to my mum and dad. We weren't going on holiday or anything mm. together, but um, you know, and my they didn't pressure me to go there like for Christmas and stuff like that. But they would always if. You know, I'd always go there whenever. And it's like, if something went wrong with something I was cooking, I'd go to my mum, pick out the phone. Mum, so this happened. You know, or my dad, like, I'm trying to do this. Not that I do tiling, but just say, you know, something's gone wrong with the car. You know, you then kind of things, suddenly you don't have that person to work out the mortgage, yeah. to do this. You know, if the... you've had a good relationship with your parents, though, they're unequivocally the people that feel like the grown-ups. Right? Yes, So I feel yes, like it's almost yes, like yes. they're the grown-ups, really. Yeah. And you're sort of play-acting at Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you know what? Yeah. Uh, I'll always ask my dad that, or my yeah, mum, you know what I mean? They know. Yeah, they and then it. suddenly they're not there to ask you, like, shit. Yeah. Now I have to be grown-up, yeah. and I'm not ready for that yeah. yet, actually. But also, it's more intimidating if you don't have kids and you don't have a partner, because it's suddenly it's you yeah it's just you yeah yeah in the world it's quite a yeah thing to yeah and then but it is always only going to be you ultimately i don't know the other day someone was like even you can kid yourself into thinking all these things are with you but it is just you yeah it is it's quite sobering thought yeah it is um um but i just feel like you know i don't think people talk enough about um death mm-hmm. I, agree. <laughs> uh, I think you know like I said it will happen to everybody and you know 
And you maybe people think that it's... Um, I mean, I always look at it like in countries of poverty. Yeah. And I think, my God, you know, their whole family's been wiped out. Yeah. And they're like seven. I mean, I do think when you're younger, you're actually better equipped to deal with things like that. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you become very reliant, you know. Um, Set in your ways. Yeah. And, um, and I do think, you know... Um, like I say, it's going to happen to everybody, and we all will have different experiences, but we'll we'll all get through it mm. because it's part of life's tapestry, rich tapestry. Which, not saying it's like the most fun thing to happen, but it makes you a different person, mm. and I think you become more um, understanding. I see people now with their mums and dads get annoyed. And I think they might not be there that long, so try not to... Listen, I used to do it. Yeah. I used to do it. And I remember, even my mum and dad were just, oh, God. You yeah. know? But I just think, just try... I've know. had that real realisation recently. I'm going to, out with my mum tonight, and I keep doing nights with my parents nice. now. Nice. Because I'm like, actually, I really love these people. Yeah. They annoy me, of course, but I yeah. love them. Yeah, of course and, I do. And yeah. life is really short, and actually, yeah, yeah. it is trying to remember. Also trying to have experiences with them. So even if I am annoyed, at least we're like... Yeah. At the cinema together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they're they're funny ways. We have our funny ways, you know, and I'm sure as we get older, they'll be more prominent. (laughs) Uh, You know, um, but that's okay. Mm. You know, and I just think, you know... If someone had said to me, uh, so if there was someone that you could talk to when that happens, when you lose both, even losing one is bad enough. Yeah. But I think it just would be a good thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, talking about it helps. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on to the three questions that I ask all my guests. So the first one is, what do your mind has been the greatest triumph in your career or personal life? Well, I think buying a house of my own Mm -hmm. and my book. What one piece of advice would you give your younger self? I think I would say dream big. Dream big. But you did dream big. Yeah, I know. But, you know, but I was always scared of thinking, <laughs> of, who do you think you are? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think dream big and go for it. Yeah. And, and it makes me excited when I even say that, dream big. Well, yeah, and also I suppose it's like you still got loads to do in life, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, your dreams can just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Name three people dead or alive who you'd like to have dinner with and why? Oh, God. Jesus. Okay. Because I'm sure he's got some wise words of wisdom. Are you religious? Um, no, not really. Yeah. No one said Jesus. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I'm not. on my list. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because, you know, I don't know if you've seen that thing on telly. The, you know, the Messiah. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, it's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Jesus, good choice. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of big. Yeah, um, because mm. I know I have a lot of famous people, I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah, um, and also, once you know a lot of someone said yesterday, I've met loads of famous people, and they are just people, so it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, Jesus is different level fame, so yeah, I know, he's <laughs> just taking it out when I'm yeah. um, like the Madonna of his time. <laughs> Um, oh, I just think it would make me laugh. <laughs> it's got to be someone's funny. Right. Um, it's either wise or funny. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But not judgmentally wise. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I think Stephen Fry would be good because he'd be a great storyteller. Yeah. And I think he'd get on quite well with Jesus. Like, he'd know how to... Yeah, exactly. He'd know properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fake properly. Yeah. Um, who else? Um, it's got to be good after those. Two. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, God, dear. Um, um, yeah, I don't want to manage anyone. Mm. Um, a woman, and I'm just trying because I watch all these TV programs. Like I love Graham Norton. So yeah, I'm always watching that, and I think they would be fun. Um, oh. You know what? I'm going to go for another guy. Okay. Chris Pratt. Okay. Because oh, I think he's funny. Okay. Do you think Jesus would think he was funny? I think he would be quite a happy, <laughs> quite nice with Jesus. Okay. And apart from that, most of my, you know, I'd love Sienna to be there because she'd get on with everyone. Most of my friends, mum, dad, and that would be yeah. great. Oh, that sounds great. I mean, my mum and dad would probably be really out of sorts <laughs> there. I don't know if he's good fun. But um, who's the Wolverine guy? Oh, no, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, because he's all singing, all dancing, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also someone I can imagine could get on with lots of different Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a great attribute at a dinner party. Oh, you know, I mean, I kind of keep on thinking of all guys. Yeah. I mean, who's the one uh, who I've met, actually, and he's really lovely? Um, Rain Man. Because um, I forget everyone's Dustin name. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to... Yeah, you, know, you could chuck in that as a woman. Oprah, I feel like she'd oh, be Oh, she'd be good, good. yes. Yeah. She Oprah. could ask the right questions. Yeah, oh, that of, would be yeah. nice, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got a woman there. Yeah, okay. Apart from your mum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That, that, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. I mean, we've just inflated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Because we're a bore-off. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I loved it. flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com 